Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, change into your costumes. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) This entire podcast will now be delivered in pirate speed. Here to make mateys. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Here to Be Cougars Together. The Cougar Den? Here to make friends, geriatric edition? So many options, but we definitely need to rename the show given that the battle of the age groups is continuing. And in fact, we're bringing it onto the podcast this week. We're sitting here in our recording studio right now in a group of three, and only one of us is still worthy of walking outside of her home without that deep bravery. Having crossed the threshold of our 30s, Claire and I can barely remember what it felt like to be valued nubile members of society. Yeah, so we decided that we needed to bring in someone who could remind us of what that glorious feeling was like that I last had, you know, eight months ago, which... I mean, a a lifetime, really. I mean, so here to join us and bring that youthful perspective is our very own colleague, arts and culture writer here at HuffPost, Priscilla Frank. Thank you both so much for having me, and I feel so sorry for you. Wow, yeah, thank you. Thank You're you. That's we really appreciate kind. your sympathy. Yeah. What are your last six months like as, um, you know, an under 30? I guess it's only four months. Oh. Shit. Don't think about are, it too much. Are you preparing for death or? <laughs> Just to really keep myself covered at all times. And, like, remain inside a cave as sort of like an old crone hag combo. <laughs> wow. wow. It seems fun. <laughs> she, still, she has this glow that, I mean, it's crazy because as soon as you turn 30, you, you, you sort of look exactly like Fred Willard looked <laughs> last night, uh, providing I'm, color commentary. I'm storing my blood so I can inject it back into myself <laughs> later. Yeah, one of those well, vampire facials. I hear those carry some health risks, I think unfortunately. it's very expensive to buy other people's young blood. So if you can bank yours. Yeah, I'm going to oh, be a DIY yeah. <laughs> blood injector. Great cost saving Seems measure. very safe. But then is the blood going to age outside of your body or does the blood stay young because it was taken out of you when you were young? Wow, so many so questions. So many questions. Yeah, going to need to take out a lot. Just to be Demi, <laughs> please, please enlighten us. 
Yeah, she's the real scientist on the show. So as uh, as we've uh, already gotten into, a lot of drama this week, a lot of beef, conflict, beefs, feuds. Um, Demi and Tracy continue their sniping at each other. There's pageant drama. Uh, Colton just can't handle anything. Uh, so let's start at the beginning. We open with the delivery of the first date card first group date and the date card goes to katie heather hannah b courtney kerpa tracy demi and kaylin i'm looking for life's greatest treasure so right away you know they're gonna go be heading to the beach with one of those metal detectors <laughs> i was wrong about this one as it turns out i thought demi looked really cute in her glasses i know it was a good there look. were a handful of them in glasses i always i love that like post wake up they haven't done their hair yet, and they just they just look adorable. It's funny because mm-hmm. to me, it still feels sort of studied. Like they're like, "This is my morning look. I have these oversized blush colored frames. <laughs> my hair is tousled. I'm only wearing lip balm, but like they all still kind of look styled and cute. Yeah, they all have has, really like, good skin. Cream. Yeah, <laughs> really, really good skin. I was very jealous. Yeah, when I when I pull that look, my hair is like sticking <laughs> out in weird little lumps. Yeah. And... Also, like what they don't tell you is that you can in fact be a woman over. 30 and still get acne. So, mm-hmm. yeah, doesn't matter. really end fun is when youth. the wrinkles and the pimples and the start acne. To overlap. Yeah, at the same time. It's just delights. Yeah. So, many, so much for you to look forward to, Priscilla. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what you guys are saying. It's just going <laughs> so far over my head. You'll understand soon, honey. Just let me, I'm sorry, let me just fix your hair. Okay. <laughs> That's better. Uh, but what we do understand is that Hannah B and Kaylin do not like each other. And shocker, they are both on this group date. Can you believe it? Can you even believe that the producers would place these two with a pre-existing disdain for each other in the same date? Shocked. <laughs> I mean, these every season, these people act like they've never seen the show before. And they're like, they know I don't like her. Why is she on this date? Don't tell them that you don't like someone if you really don't want to be on a date with them. But it does guarantee lots of screen time. Um, and a chance for, you know, Heather to start getting on team Hannah. It's like, oh, I'll be there for you on this date. And what she means, I guess, is I'll be there to advise you to do really dumb stuff. Yeah, I will sabotage you <laughs> from the sidelines. Um, and Kaylin's like, I just want to focus on Colton. I don't want to think about my past with Hannah. Uh, it doesn't last long. So they head in their huge hearse vehicle to a pirate's dinner adventure theater. A great date for me. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. This one would be fun. I'm going to say Pirate Colton, it's not really his thing. I didn't – I think, you know – Colton with children. (laughs) Colton with children better than Colton as a pirate. But I'm on board with the concept of this date. I made a lot of guttural noises while watching Colton. Whoa. Well, we're we're learning so much about you. I mean, I'm into Colton too. His vibe is not really sexually. Very clean cut. Like, he looks like he's trying to disguise himself as a pirate so that the, the real pirates don't know that he's actually a cop, sort of thing. (laughs) <laughs> like, he's just so clean and has, like, such 
well-coiffed blonde hair and his teeth are so white. It just, it's just true. It's not a pirate look. This this is a man who does not exist outside the bounds of legal society, you know. <laughs> but his vibe to me is very like 90s boy band, <laughs> clean cut, <laughs> artificial sexy. And so the pirate look, it's very like Chippendales. I don't know. It really felt yeah. like yes, that's this true. concocted fantasy that's that true. I was into. And that entire date was a concocted fantasy. So that's true. appropriate. Yeah. They have two uh a man and a woman pirate come out in lots of black eyeliner and be like, hey, change into your costumes. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) This entire podcast will now be delivered in pirate speech. Here to make mateys. (laughs) A lot of new great rebranding opportunities this this episode. Um, So they all go change into these... Sexy pirate costumes, obviously. Wench outfits. Those are pirate wench costumes. Uh, Corsets. Uh, Priscilla, Some eye patches, though. Yeah. So Priscilla, as we've already noticed in our taping, is a connoisseur of headwear. She had to take off her her head flowers in order to put on her headphones. Head it happened to me. <laughs> I lived it. So I was really curious what you thought about Hannah B's styling of her eye patch over her eyebrow. You mean as the trendy headband situation? Yeah. Like was that do you was that something that you would that you would wear? Oh, definitely. If it, was, if it was societally acceptable, I would rock. I would rock an eye patch from time to time. Would you put it over mystery. your eye ba- eyebrow, or would you allow it to cover your eye? Um, I guess I would allow it to cover my eye. <laughs> I would love to see Priscilla walking around New York City trying to commute with, with just an eye patch on. Yeah. It just sounds yeah. challenging. Well, that's why Hannah clearly didn't want to do it. Like, she she got the iPad and she was like, I can't commit to this. I need both of my eyes also, open. Also, they're learning, like, stunts. Yeah, it was a very balance-oriented yeah. game. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be on a balance beam. It is with much more difficult yeah. to balance when you well, cannot see it. Tell that eye. to a real pirate who has to jump around a moving ship with just one eye. I mean, hey, I don't, the pirate's <laughs> life is not for me. Okay. Yeah, and it's not for Hannah. Um it was, but it was she is quite a very look. good at trying to just bash women off of the plank or whatever they were. Yeah, they prepare um, for the final show by they all walk along a balance beam and battle with like padded sticks, and, like real pirates, very authentic. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Hannah seems to be winning all her matches, although I'm sure that that's just what they show, but. It just seems like if you just really go out and just batter the other person, you're going to win. Like, it's not like there's, like, technique or anything. It's just that Hannah comes out and just thwacks the other women right away. (laughs) And they're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just hop off now. It wasn't, you know. I was like, anyone could win this if they really committed themselves to it the way Hannah is. That didn't, yeah, that didn't allow her to, you know, Save Colton ultimately, which was yeah. the prize for the prize performing to to, as best pirate. Right. The prize was to get to battle for Colton. So two of them are selected to duel for him. Right. It was unclear like what the criteria was for selecting. Yeah, because it looked like Hannah two. was winning, and then she was out. I mean, there there was no explicit criteria, and, and so I think that. They just picked someone that would really upset someone else. Like, they're like, Hannah is clearly already spiraling a little bit. Let's throw Caitlin up there instead of Hannah so and so she can watch Caitlin, you know, 
smooch Colton on top in the crow's nest or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Your pirate lingo is Thank off you. the charts. My uh, all, all that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. is just really coming back to me now. Um, so Kaylin and Tracy are chosen to duel. Why these two? Unclear. Kaylin didn't even try in her duel against Hannah. No. Um, but they do some some boasting and then they swing from the ropes and then Kaylin knocks Tracy off the balance beam. <laughs> and and then I guess Tracy is dead and Kaylin gets to go climb up and untie Colton. I was like, you just knock her off the balance beam. She's still out there. Like she's come No after Claire. You. This no. is not what it would Tracy's really gone. be like. Tracy is gone. <laughs> you need to Goodbye, get used to that. Tracy. Face facts. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she lived a long life. <laughs> yeah, 31 whole years. Yeah. What else was she going to do? She is expired. Like... She has, like, just rotten milk. Toss her out. So Kaylin climbs up to untie Colton, and then I guess they have an awkward moment that I didn't notice because I was probably tweeting something really hilarious. But apparently she they're supposed to, like, kiss, but then he doesn't really want to kiss her in that moment. And so later he has to, like, apologize to her for it. I completely missed that as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought they did kiss. I they did later. I think that they later. kissed sort of awkwardly maybe mm-hmm. or he, like, pecked her and – They he, didn't make out properly. Right. Like, mm-hmm. he, he should have, like, had a big romantic, like, swoop her – across his arm and dip her and like I don't know. I know something yeah. that I appreciate about Colton is that he gets uh, properly awkward in situations that are awkward. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if he's supposed to make out with one of his girlfriends in front of his other seven girlfriends. Yeah. Atop a pirate ship. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of those classic awkward situations. Um so it's time for the evening portion of the date. Demi uh has a big night. I don't know, like, how, how else to introduce. <laughs> Demi, Demi's behavior during this date uh, moved for me from annoying into troubling. <laughs> All I could think during this entire episode was that Tracy and Demi are both the worst for very different reasons. So and I just would like them both to exit. I do kind of enjoy how much they suck, though. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It's gonna. Get, I, I just can foresee it really grating on me in the next few weeks. Like they seem to be, you know, taking this feud to the next week and then the next week, and like something's got to change. Demi's really taking it to absurd surrealist heights. <laughs> I feel like her her shticks are just getting bizarre. Well, yeah. I think she's someone who's actually watched this show quite mm-hmm. a bit. And so she's taking, like, a little bit of Courtney Robertson, a little bit of Corinne, and just, like, mashing it into this, like, bachelor villain archetype. And she's just saying sentences that fit in with that. Like, the other girls, I'm not here to make friends. I don't know. It just sounded like a bachelor villain, like, <laughs> Barbie doll. Yeah, algorithm yeah. robot. <laughs> Yeah, her affect a little is bit really of... confusing to yeah. me. Um, and she first she has this little spat with Tracy, who is we finally see the shot of her in that enormous shouldered red blazer, looking like irritable. Um, but mostly she just sort of sits there and uh, and doesn't say much. She's like, "Oh well," Demi's talking about how. Uh, 
we are, we're figuring out what Colton's type is. And Tracy's like, well, as you get older, sometimes you realize that you don't need to have a type, that you can, like, date different kinds of people. And Demi kind of, like, loses her mind at this and is, like... She takes it as a personal snipe. Which, Which like, perhaps it was maybe meant to be. it is, but like Demi has the most personal snipes of anyone on the show. Like she responds to this and is very self righteous about doing this by being like, "I get that you're uncomfortable sitting around with all these younger women and attacking me. I feel so sorry for you." And I was like, "That was not a proportionate response at all." <laughs> I don't think Demi is really one for proportionate responses. No. I'm going to say that, but it's like I can't be on her side if she's going to oh. be like, "How dare you say that one passive aggressive thing to me?" I'm going to say all these hateful, rude things to you now, and it's justified. Oh, absolutely not. I am on neither of their sides. I think they're both generally awful, especially since we've now seen some really terrible racist tweets of Tracy's that have been making the rounds. Um, I'm just, I yeah, Yeah, not on board with either of them. (laughs) Um, And I just also just was like, okay, we get it. The age shaming continues. We get it, dummy. That's your thing. It's also, she's probably too young to win. Like, I I think the sweet spot age is around Colton's age, but I feel like he's really wary of the really young women because he doesn't think that they're... Well, to be fair, one-third of them are that age, so... I I don't know that he is... Demi also Mm. just, like, presents as particularly young. Young, I agree. Because she's the same age as Kaylin, the same age as Cassie, like, these women who who don't seem as Mm -hmm. overtly immature. Yeah. Have you guys seen trailers for Little, the new Issa Rae movie? No. I'm very excited for that movie. I feel like Demi is is a little situation. Like, they just swapped her out for a child, and she's, like, <laughs> living the life of an adult, but no one realizes that her body's been swapped. Or, like, big. Yeah. 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 Yes. Similar plot. Similar. Similar. Little big. Yeah. <laughs> a reference from a generation I can understand. Yeah. Um, so... We really see this uh, when she then steals Colton from Courtney and sits him down in this uh, little area with all these props and she blindfolds him. She's like, oh, I was just so fucking excited to see you and I just love smelling you and just being like, mmm. I'm like doing her shoulder (laughs) shimmy. so much. It was so much. much. Yeah, very serial killer sexy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it gets more serial killer. Uh, She wants to do something different to stand out so she blindfolds him. She has him stand up and bend forward and then she spanks him with a paddle. And there was no consent. This is not a commentary on like enjoying being spanked. Whatever, Whatever you like. Go for it. But you should not blindfold someone and then touch them in a sexual manner or or in any manner without asking for permission. It's true. It's just it's not acceptable. He seemed alarmed. Yeah. He seemed very uncomfortable throughout the entire interaction. Yeah. Where he was like, oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Then she played Are You Nervous with him, which I was like, oh, well, that I have not heard of that game since like sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, like, we're just middle schoolers exploring our bodies yeah. for the first time. So she, But she, like, he's blindfolded, so she uses a mannequin hand to kind of grope <laughs> down toward— she If you grope like, someone with another object, it's, it's not fine. groping. It's totally allowed. Yeah, at the end where she was like, I was touching your dick with this other hand. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's probably weirder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just a, a an object carved in the shape of a hand and not actually my hand. Don't you feel crazy for being uncomfortable now? Like, <laughs> Um, 
Yeah. And he was like, yes, I, I am nervous. I am. Yeah. He kept, she kept being like, are you nervous? And he kept being like, yeah, yeah. And then she just kept going. That's not how the game no, works. No, the game, you're supposed to stop when they say, I'm nervous. Right. That's the whole thing. There were so many, like, instances of violated consent in this one interaction. And Colton seemed so freaked out. And what's interesting is that Demi really read that as him being, like, excited (laughs) and intrigued. And I I was like, it concerns me that you read, like, fear and discomfort as positive emotions of romantic engagement with you. Um, She seems to really, like, drum up a lot of fear in everyone around her. So I feel like that's just her baseline. It's like, people seem terrified of me. And then, I like it. Um, She's like, at least I'm having an effect. Um, So, and we see this again. She has, uh, she comes back to the group and Courtney immediately pulls her aside and Demi handles it with her usual aplomb. Uh, Courtney (laughs) says, your delivery is coming across maybe not the way you intend and you should be more aware. And Demi's like, I'm going to be who I am, and I'm just annoyed by this conversation. I'm not going to do this, dude. And she says all these things that are sort of confrontational, but with this completely flat affect that I found sort of confusing. Like, it almost felt like she was just like, these are the the lines that I'm going to deliver here, but she wasn't really feeling it or something. Well, that's her entire being, though. Like, she, it all feels a bit... Like, personally produced. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it seemed like she was interpreting the comment as being like, like, you must change. I don't right. accept you as a person. And and really, the woman was just, Courtney was just like, don't be such a bitch. But she's like, <laughs> I'm not going to just change my voice as if she was just asking her to have, like, a makeover for no reason. It also yeah. seems, unfortunately, that she's going to be going after Courtney in future episodes and I just this girl she's she's kind of a mean girl Demi is kind of a mean girl and it's not super fun to watch most of the time I mean it is fun to a point and then it crosses (laughs) a line for me where it just makes me sad and uncomfortable yeah yeah and she's delicate like, balance there. And she's mm-hmm. like, none of the girls really have the balls to maintain a problem with me. They're intimidated by my confidence. Maybe they just want to like say their piece and then be done with it. Mm-hmm. No, I think Not they're intimidated possible. by her confidence and how untouchable she is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I truly am. I would probably yeah. not ever speak to her and be like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. fucking get into it with you. Yeah. No, she reminds me of like teenagers that you see on the subway and they like casually bully you in passing and you're like why am I crying about something a 16 year old just said to me that's very relatable yeah, yeah. I mean if a 16 year old <laughs> bullied me I I would cry still nothing mm-hmm. has changed in that regard yeah. since high school um, so Colton also had some time with Katie they have so much in common like probably their five favorite sushi. things they have in common probably like their top five favorite things they would just say the same thing like oh my god like sushi Oh my what? god, it's so oh crazy. God. It's wild. Wait, do you like sushi? No. I'm kidding. I love sushi. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> well, I think we're compatible. Yeah. Um they they do seem to like have a really great level of chemistry. I'm very into their dynamic. Yeah. It's really really sweet and Colton it's just such a refreshing change from Ari because you can really like read his reactions to people very obviously and he 
is also much more uh, effusive verbally yeah. yeah, about liking people. And he says to them, like, I like you. I want to know what makes you you. I want to I don't know. I yeah. he's really growing on me. I feel like Katie gave him the I like you line this time, which they normally don't say. They kind of go straight to I'm falling for you. And mm-hmm. then he really picked it up and started using it on everyone. But yeah. I feel like it's a really cute line that takes you out of the confines of the show and it's just very normal. Exactly. Very it's, how, it's how you would feel after yeah. having spent a few, you know, dates or moments with someone and they give you that butterfly feeling and you're just you just want to tell them like I like being around you. Yeah, yeah it was really sweet cuz it's not really in the normal script, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And when she first hung out with him like night 1, I guess. He seemed really into her, and she seemed a little more, like, reserved about their connection. So I do feel like she is starting to feel it more, and then it's feeling the need to, like, express it because maybe it wasn't quite as immediate. But I I generally get a vibe from her that, like, she's someone I would want to impress. Like, she seems nice and kind of funny, but also, like, probably judging me. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but I just, like, there's something about her, like, expressions and, like, the the way she talks that I'm, like, I feel like if we met, I would be convinced that she didn't like me and I would just be <laughs> desperate to make her like me. She seems less eager for Colton's approval, like, a little yes. more comfortable with herself. Exactly. Which is probably why he likes her. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Elise gives off a similar mm-hmm. vibe and he's clearly very into her as well. Yeah, because he's so afraid of being taken advantage of. Um as as he mentions later. Uh, so then Colton sits down with Kaylin um, and is like, I regret not really taking that moment to really lay one on you like I should have. So I will now. So I will now. And he kisses her. And then he sort of like hugs her from the side, but like wraps his arms all the way around her and kind of like nuzzles his head into her shoulder, which... I just kind of loved it. It's so boyish, and it reminds me of, like, the way my husband acts, which is, like, I'm not, like, suave or, like, macho. I'm just, like, I really like you, like, in a kid way. And it's sort of cute, but it's not the kind of vibe you usually get from The Bachelor, you know? Like, I feel like he has a much more, like, unpracticed Mm -hmm. dating vibe than most of the men we see on the show. I think that's why I've started to really enjoy him. Yeah. It's very sweet. Um, His walls come completely down around her for now. Uh, So meanwhile, Hannah is like peeking over the ledge at at the two of them and telling Heather that the girl she used to be friends with, uh, Kaylin, in their former life as pageant contestants, uh, was totally different, had a totally different personality than what she's seen with Colton. She is, in fact... Be fumbled by this change. She doesn't know another word. Just befumbled, Mm -hmm. which is not, in fact, a word. It's a good one, though. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I get it. I know what she means. Maybe maybe it'll happen. I think I do think she really meant befuddled, and there's just no need to combine that with another word. Befuddled exactly describes what she's talking about. She meant befuddled. Yes. Um, She's shook, and she thinks that Colton needs to know the truth. I think you guys should definitely find someone at this pageant to interview. Oh, wow. That's a, a real great scoop. point. The interesting thing is that Hannah doesn't even seem able to articulate what that truth is. Yes. Other than the fact yeah. that she doesn't like Kaylin. Yeah. She tells Colton 
that they used to be friends. A few some things happened. They had a falling out. They haven't talked since. Colton's like, okay, is there something I should like know that's relevant to me? And Hannah says, being in a high-stress environment with her was the most hostile situation I've ever been in. Colton's like, okay, is she, like, manipulative? Is she fake? Like, I appreciated that he was trying to ask specific questions. He's like, okay, what should I be extrapolating right. from this mm-hmm. thing you're telling me? But even then, I'm like, don't ask about traits. Ask what she did. Yeah. Like, she can, they as we see throughout the episode, they can both say, oh, she's manipulative. She's fake. But neither of them can, like, point to an example no of it. No specifics were given. It's very so, you know, then as he is, he's ultimately just left being like they both say the other person is manipulative and fake. Which one do I believe? I don't know. There's no evidence. Um, Hannah. But then Hannah at this point is like, well, if that's what you want, uh, you don't want me because we're so different. And Colton is collapses at this I don't think she meant it as an ultimatum, but I think he took it as one. Well, because what else could it mean? Right. It I think she was just kind of like, ultimatum. we're so different. I don't know. I don't think it occurred to her. I think she right. wanted affirmation, but what it came off as was you have to make a choice. Yeah, and it's week right. three. Yeah. So it's not a good Didn't moment go well. for you to, you know, put anything out there that sounds yeah. like an ultimatum. It was weird because it definitely wasn't presented as an ultimatum. Like, she clearly no. didn't. But I don't know what kind of reaction she could ever think that would get other than him feeling like he had to pick one of them. Because if you say, we're so different, I don't see how you could be into both of us, then he's going to have to say, like, well, then I guess I'm into you and therefore not her. Like, what's what's a good response to that? Yeah, I mean, it, it clearly was a sort of ultimatum, but I could just, when she was re- recapping what happened later and she was just like, Colton seemed to think that was a bold statement. It, it was a bold it statement. It was a bold statement. But I think that she just was like, I was just comparing us and making a totally neutral, objective comparison. Oh, God. Hannah just played this whole thing so, so wrong. She did, yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing that's that's bound to happen in this sort of weird situation where you might be actively dating the same guy as your worst enemy, which is like in in the real world, if that happened, I feel like you would kind of be like, it's her or me or cut your losses and leave. But you yes. just that's not the structure of the show. You can't do that. You gotta stick around and live with that person. Exactly. And probably go to an island with them for a two on one date eventually. Oh god, I can't. One wait. can only hope. Yeah. Um so then Colton has to pull Kaylin aside again and try to get her side of it. Kaylin um takes this very hard. She says they handled the competitive environment at Miss USA differently. They both mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, it's probably true. That's sure probably the that's, one true yeah, thing. Yeah, the one true thing is that they handle competition differently. <laughs> Mostly because Kaylin wins all of her competitions. Yeah, I mean, well, we can see them handling the competition yeah. differently yeah. right now. I am going to put this out there. Being runner-up is not winning. It sounds harsh, but it's true. No. Kaylin did not win Miss Which USA. also really made me think she's ripe for a runner-up storyline on true. this show mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Always the runner-up. Never, Never the, the bride? Yeah. Runner. The runner. <laughs> Never the runner. Never the runner. Um, so Kaylin tells Colton, she kind of turns it back to more her personally, and she says, well, I've had trauma in my past, like really real uh, 
things that have happened to me and I, I'm not really ready to talk about them with you but I obviously I will at some point because this is that's part of a relationship but we're not there yet and she starts crying he hugs her and then he gives her the group date rose so Hannah at this point has completely blown that whole situation and like it's I think she was worried that Kaylin would talk shit about her to Colton first but there's no actual advantage to being the person who talks shit about the other person first on this show. You never want to be first. And, mm. and then she proceeds to play the victim for the whole rest of the episode when she was the person who instigated this whole Right. Conflict. That part was very bizarre to me. It's like she had completely forgotten that this entire situation was happening because she right. brought it up. Yeah, she's like, I don't deserve this. I didn't do anything. <laughs> like, like, what you was actually definitely started? This. Also, of course, Kaylin was going to then talk about it because she brought an accusation to Colton about another person. And I they mean, just said just... the exact same things. Right. It wasn't right. like she even took it that much farther. It's like she just threw it right back at you. Yeah, I. Hannah was. Really just like a, a Roman candle of self-destructiveness, this yeah. episode, <laughs> shooting across the sky. I blame Heather. Yeah, I mean, Heather's a shitster. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was really <laughs> instigating. Um, also, did you notice that Heather seems to have had a birthday that went went unremarked upon? Really? She's 23 She's this 23 episode. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Heather. Happy birthday, yeah. Heather. Sweet 23. Never been kissed. It's going to happen for her, Sam. <laughs> Uh, did it happen already? No. no. Okay. I was like, that would have been great if I missed that momentous moment in my life when Heather gets It's a real milestone for <laughs> yeah, Claire. Exactly. What if I missed that? God. Um, so Kaylin and Hannah are both very distraught now. Hannah feels frustrated and hurt, even though this is all her fault. Kaylin, uh, having gotten the rose, feels like the joy of that was stolen from her by what was said to Colton. On the other hand, I feel like there's a very strong possibility that she only got the rose because of what was said about her. So I was sort of like, eh, I feel like got to take the win here. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like she had a really strong fear response to the idea of Hannah uh, still being there um, because Hannah has proven willing to unprovoked, uh, you know, uh, undermine her um, and so the next morning we see her still she's like I couldn't sleep I, I am shaking I'm so scared and Hannah also says something I thought was pretty revealing uh, to Heather which is it would suck if he sent me home before her I would feel like a freaking idiot mm. he will mm-hmm. he will and also it's I mean, could you make it more clear that you really just see this as a replay of Miss USA and right. you would want to be the runner-up? Right. Over... Your your value um, is determined by your proximity to Kaylin in the placement of this uh, right. this competition. Her dream is to be the runner-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want you. I just want that coveted runner-up title. As long as Kaylin doesn't win. You know? <laughs> yeah. As long as I'm at least one place above Kaylin, I will get what yeah, I want out of this. Yeah, she can go home like... 10th as long as Kaylin goes home 11th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, second date card uh, arrives for Elise. Love is in the air. My 31-year-old Queen Elise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Elise 
talks like a 70-year-old. I had not, I mean, we talked about Paper, Scissors, Rock. Has she been out in the world? Like, she was saying, like, oh, I'm just so stinking excited for this date. And, like, (laughs) just so darn into him. I'm smitten. I was like, oh, boy. Like, we're not in the same generation linguistically. (laughs) Colton's kind of like that, too. I was going to say Colton speaks that way also. Yeah, he's always like, gee whiz. Yeah, jeepers. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's a, a, a sort of scrubbed Christian thing that I'm mm-hmm. picking up on instead of age. Um, so they're getting in a helicopter her first time, even though she's already over 30. You can still have first after 30. I mean, how many wow. times have we all been in helicopters? I mean, a lot. Dozens. Yeah. <laughs> God, every date I go on, it's like, God, another helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> when I get my date card, I'm like, we know what this means. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm just exhausted by going to all these helipads. <laughs> Um, so they are flying to San Francisco, San Diego, San Diego, San Diego, the other San, San Diego. <laughs> um, and he just can't wait to see our face when they get to San Diego. It's a pretty similar face to being in L.A. <laughs> yeah. Having not been to either, it's hard for me to say, but Priscilla, you are a, a Los Angeles native. I would say L.A. is pretty much objectively superior to San Diego, except for <laughs> the beach is beautiful. But where they were, I mean, the amusement park looked really fun. Yeah. Um, also, she has been stuck in a house, unable to exit the premises. So yes. I can imagine, you know, a look of elation. Like, yeah. there's air There's other places in existence other than this one large home. It's true. That does sound nice. Yeah. Air is good. Air is good. Yeah. These poor women have been in prison for weeks. (laughs) So much just like, I'm free. (laughs) I really think that might be what it feels like. I mean, I don't want to overstate it. Um, So they arrive at this amusement park and he says, I know you thought it would be a one-on-one, but it's actually a group date. Elise turns to a smiling stone. She is very upset that the other women will be there. But of course they aren't. It is a group date because there are a bunch of kids Kids. there. I knew it would either be puppies or kids. Yeah, I was Mm -hmm. hoping for puppies. Me too. But these kids are really freaking cute. They were very cute. They were adorable. And so this looked like a fun date. It really did. And they had a really lovely chemistry. It gave me a lot of contact anxiety. I'm I'm scared of kids. You heard it here first. I'm afraid of kids. Oh, I thought it looked fun. In what way? Uh, I'm afraid they'll judge me. Mm-hmm. Um, Even I think that young? These, yeah. Yes. No, especially that young. Because I think that, like, at least with teens, I can be like, oh, teens are so mean, right? And people will be like, yeah, they are. But if you're like, I'm afraid of, like, five-year-olds <laughs> because I – Everyone will be like, why? They're so pure. And that that's why. It's because if they don't like you, people think it's because you're a really bad person. That's actually true. And the people that I'm scared of most are my five-year-old nieces. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't like something about you, they just say it right away. Yeah. And it's cold. Yeah. And then everyone is like, oh, no. Kids don't like her. She's not going to be a good mom. And if you seem ruffled or offended, then you look like a psychopath. Exactly. They're like, they started it. Hey, guys, <laughs> toddlers are just truth tellers. <laughs> Oh, man. We need them to check us. 
but sometimes they ask questions that don't need to be asked. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great point, That's Priscilla. True. Would you that like to fair. be more specific? It sounds like, like why it's... do you have so much arm hair? <laughs> <laughs> a true question asked me. <laughs> wow. And you're like, wow, I dealt with that anxiety in seventh grade. Yeah. Thank you for bringing me back. Yeah. It's clear that the journalistic instinct really runs through your whole family's DNA. Yeah, it's true. Investigative. <laughs> yeah. true. Like, this is on the record. <laughs> Um, well, I but they are still thought cute. this was adorable. I think like the you know former camp counselor and me came out and I was like, this looks fun. Yeah. They get to ride roller coasters with these little little babies who say funny things. <laughs> it also sounds nice really not cute. to be totally alone with your date so early on, so it doesn't get awkward. It just kind of guarantees that things will run smoothly. And it's like maximum adorableness. Yeah, yeah. And like seeing Colton interact with the kids, they seem to be having a lot of fun. There was that cute little moment way at the end during the credits where they, the producers had clearly fed the kids lines and they were like acting out the SNL skit, basically. I was like, oh, this is cute and funny. And then Colton said to one of them, I think you're too young for me. And then I turned completely on the sketch <laughs> like that. I was like, oh, my God, they're all too young for him. This is gross. Why am I laughing at this? Um, so also the other issue that I had was it's such a transparent test. It's so transparent that it's like, are you mom material? Because, like, based on how you act with these, like, 40 strange children. Well, also, like, how many, you know, good eggs does she really have left? So he needs to, you know, get that answer. I know. There's no time for her to develop into being a mother. Mm -hmm. No. It's like now or never. (laughs) Freeze your eggs. Harvest them. Let's get them It's like the fantasy suite. You're getting pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, if he's ready to, you know, to take that step. He's like, I'll be losing my virginity and also creating a baby. Yeah. It's just like rapid fire. Wow. That would be a story to tell your kids. Um, So they, yeah, they go on roller coasters, carousels. They scoop ice cream for the kids. Um, At the top of the roller, like he goes up alone on a roller coaster with her. At the top, they pause before the descent. And he says, it's so nice to see you so good with kids. The only quality that matters for a woman, Claire. I'm telling you, this date setup bugs me. Um, and she's like, I think he'll be a really good dad, even though he's only 26. And it also probably was a little bit for her to see him because yeah. she was worried about him being too young. So I feel like it was kind of mutually. If she hasn't seen Colton with any you know, kids by now, <laughs> it's true. not for lack of trying. <laughs> he's surrounded. <laughs> um. So the date date goes well. At uh, in the evening, they have dinner in sort of the foyer of an old manor or something. Someone on Twitter mentioned that it looked like the same place where Jade had the princess date with with Chris. Yeah, I which think, I which I didn't note at the time, but it, it I looked would believe at it. least exactly the yeah. same. Uh, an interesting location for dinner. I always love seeing where they make them have dinner. Because also um, they don't actually eat the dinner; of they course. eat dinner mm-hmm. beforehand. It's a staging area. Um, and this is when Elise opens up to Colton. Well, about... first, Colton says he really loves how confident and independent <laughs> she is. He's just really into strong women, guys. I don't know if you've yeah. heard. Mm-hmm. Colton. Especially if they can love the strong tires. Woman. And then he wants yeah. good kind of yeah. Right. That kind <laughs> of strength, not know? mentally. Um, and then he's like, I want to know why you are so confident and independent and strong. And that is when she opens up to him about... And tells a really, really heart-wrenching 
deeply sad story. This is something we want to talk about very carefully. It was very sensitive and very tragic, but um, we also want to sort of examine the the broader implications of how it was talked about and the messages that it sent. Um, Elise reveals that her sister was a labor and delivery nurse. She was married. She was pregnant with her second child when she was diagnosed with cancer. And she says, you know, obviously putting the baby first. Uh, The doctors just wanted to get the baby as close to term as possible. My sister put her body through an incredible amount to bring that baby into our lives. And then she passed away. Um, The baby uh, survived. um, And she talked a little bit about a nonprofit that they started uh, called Sarah's Closet, which I think is uh, to donate – clothes and other goods for newborns to to new parents. Um, And so this was a really, uh, really difficult story uh, for a lot of people to hear. Um, It was really tragic um, and also seemed to carry certain probably unintentional implications that, um, that it was correct or virtuous for her sister to, as it sounds, and we don't really know for sure, but like it sounds like she deferred treatment in order to keep the pregnancy. Um, And that is a choice that's really valorized in a lot of uh, circles, especially American, like conservative Christian circles, uh, that you would never terminate a pregnancy, even if it meant giving up your own life. Um, and, And that is sort of like a message that we hope people don't take away because a mother's life is also very important and there is nothing wrong with a woman choosing to prioritize her health. Yeah. Uh, And we want to be clear that this commentary is not a commentary on this individual woman's choice. Um, I feel really strongly, and I know Claire and Priscilla do as well, that every woman should make whatever medical choice is best for her and her family and that is between her and her doctor and anyone else that she wants to personally bring into that process Um, this gets more complicated and the reason we wanted to address this is because this because this story was broadcast to millions of people within the context of it being seen as, as Claire said, you know, virtuous in some capacity, um, it sends a larger message. So this is, again, not any sort of criticism at all about the decision that Elisa's sister made. We do not know the larger medical details. And regardless of what they are, it, it really doesn't matter because she made the choice that was best for her, best for her family, um, Clearly, this has made a huge impact on Elise's life, as of course it would. And we have nothing but the utmost empathy for that family, what they've been through. Um, But because in this country, there is a pretty active conversation um, and sometimes, you know, an active conversation filled with misinformation surrounding women's healthcare choices, specifically um, in in terms of what should be prioritized in some of these 
high-risk situations, the, the life of the mother or the um, viability of a fetus. Um, we think it's just important to explicitly state that it's not perhaps an of course that you would prioritize uh, the health of a fetus over the life and health of the mother. Um, and that is something that we believe every woman should have the opportunity to make an informed decision with access to all healthcare options in those situations. Um, and this felt especially important to bring up because today is actually the 46th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court decision um, that legalized abortion federally. So, you know, again, we acknowledge that this is really personal, really, really difficult topic to bring up. And um, I tweeted about this last night, and I think that some people did feel that I was getting on a soapbox and, and, and criticizing Elisa's sister specifically. So I did want to clarify that that was certainly, certainly not the intention, um, but also that we feel strongly that any conversation that happens on this show is by virtue of the fact that it is on a television show uh, that a lot of people watch, um, bringing in a, a broader message than than just that one story. Yeah, uh, I think that's very well said. And uh, obviously this was a situation that um, no matter what choices uh, were made, would have been incredibly painful and tragic for the whole family. And it's clear that um, that it has been um, and that Elise has been through a lot. And, uh, and it must have been really tough to talk about that. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more from week three of The Bachelor. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. There's dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops, and premium jeans. I mean, you name it, and Newly has it. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility are also included. Plus the option to buy what you love. I love Newly so much. I actually have bought several items that I found through Newly and they are staples in my wardrobe. Most recently, I've been looking for the perfect pair of jeans, which is a constant quest because my body is always changing and also jean styles are always changing. I was trying out this month the A. Goldie pinch waist jeans, which are sort of legendary for how flattering they are. And it was exciting to get to try them out without sending 200 of my dollars away. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code LTSI20. Just go to NUULY.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code LTSI20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code LTSI20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to think so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into like their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible neoprene weekender bag and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. There is a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. To start, you just answer a few questions on their website about what flavors you like, how often you drink wine, and if you prefer red, white, or rosé. As always, I love a quiz. (laughs) And based on the answers that you give, First Leaf curates a really amazing selection of wines just 
for you. Later, when you rate those wines, your wine selection gets even more tailored. Choose when the wine is delivered and how often to get new assortments of wine. If you want wine pairing advice or to talk about the wines in your box, you can always speak with one of their First Leaf experts. As someone who loves wine but really doesn't know much about why I like certain bottles and what it goes with, this is such an incredible way to get to know your own taste in wine better. I know. I totally agree. I got to try the Chenin Blanc from South Africa that is part of First Leaf's premium wines collection, and it was so good, and it was not something that I would have necessarily picked out myself a quiz, and good wine. I mean, everyone's winning here. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI to get your first box. That's T-R-Y firstleaf.com slash LTSI. Tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should. Learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks. And it's been really helpful because my French is not good. But now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. So uh, Colton receives this story. Uh, obviously, it's it's a very painful story, but he really appreciates her opening up to him and uh, sharing some of what she's gone through. And he gives her the rose. And we all know what that means. A country music concert. What a real weird, like, turnabout. Like this <laughs> yeah. very um, intense, intimate, emotional <laughs> moment. And then the payoff is you get to dance on a tiny platform surrounded by hundreds of screaming random people while... Tennille Arts. Tennille Arts, a a country star you've probably never heard of, sings one song. Maybe they got to stay for the whole concert. I really don't know. Mm, I think these things (laughs) usually, like, all of the fans are packed in there for, like, four hours, and then the Bachelor (laughs) and Bachelorette come out at midnight, dance for one song, and then exit. Yeah. Um... It was deeply romantic. <sighs> it really it really highlighted the sort of sometimes quid pro quo feeling that they have on the show for like, give us something we can turn into a heartstring tugging moment and you will get to go to a concert. <laughs> like, come on. No matter what you do, the prize is concert. <laughs> yeah. 
Could that be my punishment? Yeah, I would like, just. You've lost. Much. You need yeah. to go to this Tennille Arts concert and stand on a tiny platform alone. Yeah. <laughs> there was that haunting shot of everyone filming them on their iPhones that looked especially dystopian. Yeah. Yeah. Graham. Uh, so it's time for date number three, the, the final group date of the episode. Tasha, Nina, Catherine, Sydney, Onyeka, Cassie, Nicole, and Caitlin. For every strong man, there is an even stronger woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, so, I'm wow. getting that That's on a, a T-shirt. Yeah. I was going to say, that sounds like a really bad tattoo that someone <laughs> definitely has. I, I was in Miami this weekend, and I saw a woman who had a giant back tattoo that said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Just wow. giant, just over her whole and then so and then like Robert that tattoo Frost probably quote. oh my god wow I was like this is bold <laughs> yeah yeah I mean if you believe it prove it yeah. yeah I mean honestly getting a tattoo that size would probably kill me or make, make me stronger, me stronger. <laughs> let's um. try <laughs> it sounds like something you would get like buy on Etsy from like a a, a lettering person at, in a little frame. Yeah, you would mm-hmm. get that and then one, yeah. you know, a matching one that says live, laugh, love. Right. Mm-hmm. And then one that says nasty woman. Or dance like no one's watching. Just a little like feministy-ish <laughs> corner. Um, so Ish. <laughs> ish. <laughs> like, what are the, what's the math on that exactly? For every strong man, there is an even stronger, it's like we're all just stronger than all the men, I guess. I mean, yeah, not inaccurate. Quote's <laughs> yeah. making more and more sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow, really grown on me. Actually, at first it seemed very yeah. fake, but now it's I will science. get that as a tattoo. Now that I think about it a little bit more, <laughs> or at least an inspirational poster. Yeah. Uh, so Colton is at a gym and he exits topless to the Obviously. sounds of some sort of Colton's metal shirt jam. Cannot stay on for too long. Mm-mm. I just. I don't like the shirtless dude look. Like, maybe this is weird, but I'm never looking at a hot guy and being like, man, I wish he had his shirt off right now. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I like more of a glimpse, you know? Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. I, I like the the sort of... What's the glimpse? Like, now I'm picturing that, like, Euro trash look where they just have an unnecessary amount of buttons unbuttoned. Well, or, like, if you can, like... They're wearing, like, a clingy shirt, maybe, like, a T-shirt, or maybe they have just, like, a couple buttons unbuttoned. Or, or maybe they stretch. Or they stretch see, like, and you see a little bit. Sure, the stretching thing I get. Yeah, the full shirtless thing, I'm just like, okay. Like, because then he had, like, the tight pants on, and I was like, this whole look is not computing for me. But everyone on the show was extremely excited, so. He's just such a beefcake, and, like, <laughs> I feel like he has to perform his beauty in a way that women normally do, so I really appreciate when they just, like, eat him up and ogle him. That's just true. like, you're pretty. I just get so uncomfortable when people, like, shriek with sexual excitement <laughs> in a group. It's like, oh, my God, we all want to have sex with him so bad. Yeah. That's um, like the theme of this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyeka is just really goes for it. She's like, I'm running. I'm doing the hug jump. Mm. And now I'm getting to this shirtless beefcake first. I mean, power move. Colton's like, I grew up around fitness. And so that's what we're going to do today. <laughs> Where he said, you don't have to be the fittest person to be my wife, but it's just like, 
What else? It's like, but Terry Crews' wife is incredibly fit, so what's your excuse? Yeah, if you don't know how to work that, like, what's yeah, that the, thing where you do the two whips or something? Yeah. Everything about this date was a real nightmare to me. Mm-hmm. Big time. Like, I don't want anyone to be looking at me when I'm working out. I will say one thing wasn't a nightmare, and that is, in fact, that Terry Crews and his wife. That was very exciting. Mm-hmm. That was very—I love Terry Crews so much. Me too. And uh, maybe it's just because I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Hilarious show, mm-hmm. yeah. But also, I, he's like a woke I feel like I know feminist. Him. He is. He was part of the Gillette commercial. I've I've still never watched it, and I never will. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do it, <laughs> even for Terry. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Terry says that he and his wife Rebecca uh, have been married for 29 years. I did not know he was old enough to have legally been married for 29 years. He looks good. That is shocking to me. He's 50. Yeah, so they got married really young. Wow. I love that he was also recognized for his work in White Chicks, of all things. (laughs) (laughs) Real throwback hit. I was like, this is why Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canceled. None of these girls have ever seen it, apparently. Um, He says, you know, that his wife was the glue, keeping the family together. And they're going to find Colton, his strong woman. So right away we learned that Nicole can't do a pull-up. And I related to her. Big time. Same. But I was sort of almost surprised. I was like, I really didn't think that they let people come on the show who didn't can't do a pull-up. go to Pilates 47 times a week. Pull-ups are the hardest thing. Though. Yeah, pull-ups I was going to say, hard. even if you go to Pilates a lot, that doesn't mean that you can do a pull-up. But she, like, seemed, like, freaked out from the beginning. She was like, this is not my scene. Like, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. The gym is not my scene. I mean, yeah. like, same. Yeah. Yeah, true. But, like, I've always thought that that was why I couldn't be on The Bachelor. <laughs> but it turns out it's just my natural lack of beauty. Um, so, meanwhile, Sydney, uh, who is a dancer, <laughs> lets Colton stretch her out. Her legs go all the way back. Not surprising, given that she She is a professional dancer. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, The other girls are pearl clutching. Cassie says, Colton's definitely not a stretching virgin anymore, which is a line that was teased so much. Makes no sense. No sense. (laughs) Definitely knows. I'm like, he probably has stretched before this. Yes. But has he stretched a woman's leg back behind her ear? I don't know. Maybe. It's quite possible. He did date a gymnast. Mm, yeah. Point. So probably. Like, he's been around flexible women. He dated Allie <laughs> Rayson. Like. That's true. She's flexible as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys stretching virgins? Yes. Me too. <laughs> Although. I don't exactly. I still don't understand exactly what it yeah, means. So I can't. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Greg, I Greg and I uh, hired for, like, two sessions a trainer before our wedding. Because we were like, this is our chance we're going to, like, learn how to exercise. And I have to say it's very weird being stretched out by someone else next to your spouse. Like, I, it feels very weird. Sounds like it. Because it does feel like very. it is a very, like, sexual interaction. That, like, your bodies can be in, like, similar sort of mm-hmm. alignments as, like, a sex position. <laughs> and it's like you're touching a lot. And it's like I'm, like, in a public gym area. And it's weird. Um, so I get it. I feel like I get what Cassie was saying. Um, I'm the only one here, and I'm fine with that. So now it's time for the event, uh, Bachelor's Strongest Woman competition. And 
Chris Harrison and Fred Willard are here to call the action. Fred is looking mm-hmm. like he's kind of like uh, dissolving at the margins, like an old stack of papers. Yeah, way older than 31. <laughs> I mean, a 31-year-old woman and Fred, sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort hard of. to tell him and Elisa apart sometimes. <laughs> um, and uh, they always bring him in for these. And as a, a fan of uh, Christopher Guest movies, I get it. He is great in uh, Best in Show as the the commentator. But I'm sort of curious if he actually ad-libbed any of that or if he was working from a script because he doesn't seem to have a lot of off-the-cuff sort of witty commentary. I feel like he used to make a lot of dirty kind of off-brand jokes for The Bachelor and this one was very <laughs> vanilla and and just recappy and bland. Yeah. He was like, she is pulling it all the way or whatever. And it's like, yeah. she's, yep. she's flipping that tire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks, Fred. Uh, so... They have to do some love-themed feats of strength, push a 100-pound wedding cake down an aisle of rocky dirt. Just a uh, very normal uh, prenuptial activity. This is so humiliating. (laughs) It is. It's horrible. Truly a nightmare, as I said. Yeah, yeah. Um, An athletic competition in front of an audience. Yeah. Mm -mm. Just brutal. Uh, Onyeka's into it. She ran track, and she's like, I'm the physically, mentally, and emotionally strong woman he needs. I don't actually think Colton particularly wants a physically strong woman. It was just the gimmick for the date. <laughs> um, so, like, whatever. Uh, he doesn't, for example, seem bothered at all that Nicole cannot push the wedding cake anywhere at all. He's a feminist. He would only date a woman who can pull a wedding cake. I mean, he gave Nicole the rose, and she couldn't push it at all. Oh, fair. Yeah. He gave her the rose. <laughs> Take it all back. Um, cat, there, there's tire flipping. Um, tires are a lot heavier than I realized because I do not do that crossfit. That was a very <laughs> large tire. True. <laughs> they, uh, there's Colton a limo really knows pole. the weight of tires. He's like 150 pounds. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like a crossfit thing, right? Mm. Or like, I feel like yeah. it's... Yeah, see, everything about that style of exercise is terrifying to me. Yeah. yeah. He definitely goes to a gym where they're like, all right, we're going to start you on the 100-pound tires, and then if that goes well, we're going to move you up to the 150-pound tires over there. And he's like, got it. I know what those look like now. Um then the finalists are Sydney, Onyeka, and Catherine. They have to sort of sprint while carrying a heavy ball with a heart on it, and then they have to put the heart on the pedestal. Wait, did Caitlin really move that car? There's no way, right? That was really weird. That was really weird. I really don't know. I don't know. But also, it was vi- really the weird. visual of these women being chained yeah. to a vehicle and then having to... Like it and just, just falling over. It was too much. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, my thing was it. it is on wheels, so maybe it just, like, rolled. Maybe it wasn't even that hard. I've never tried to pull a car, you guys. Me neither, shockingly. <laughs> well, look, we can go outside after this, just get some I mean, chains, the chain Claire to a, the nearest taxi, <laughs> and just, just see to, how it goes. You have to put it in neutral so that the, the wheels will roll freely. Mm-hmm. I know about these things. <laughs> Um, so Onyeka wins the race. Um, if you're not first, you're last, she says, which is not true. It's a quote from Talladega Nights, <laughs> my favorite movie. <laughs> she loves and her you comedies. And you call yourself the book's critic. 
Well, Talladega Nights is, and I'm going to be um, really pedantic here, not a book. <laughs> it's based on uh, some great literature, I hear. <laughs> um, so the other girls have to then pull Onyeka and Colton in the limo. The crowd just is chanting, kiss her, kiss her. He does not want to kiss her. This moment stood out to me as quite awkward. Yeah. He ends up sort of pecking her a couple times. Um, I don't think that that he is into Onyeka. I don't see I think he enjoys her. It's not the same thing. No, I don't Mm -hmm. think that he's into her um, romantically. Yeah. But I think he likes spending time with her. Yeah, he likes her energy. Yeah. And she's fun. He did say all those things. Yeah, but when he said, she's always so spontaneous, it's like, is she? She always comes with four props <laughs> and, like, a clear skit. Well, it's like how men will be like, I love how she doesn't wear makeup. And it's yeah. like, she does the best makeup of anyone. In the- like, there's just, he's so taken in by the result mm-hmm. that he is able to overlook all of the effort that clearly went into yeah, it. Crazy that she just had a snorkel. <laughs> She's so, so spontaneous. So spontaneous of her to just have a whistle with her. Yeah. Um, so then uh, we get to the evening date. Uh, Colton sits down with Tasha and tells her that he needs a strong woman who will really put her foot down with him, which based on the women he actually likes is not true. Uh, he likes the women who are like, I'm just so awkward because I like you so much. <laughs> well, Tasha needs a strong man. So a match made in heaven? That's mm. not how compatibility works. <laughs> but they kiss. And then uh, back among the the women, Caitlin is kind of freaking out because she hasn't had enough time with Colton yet. She's feeling the pressure. Nicole sits down with Colton and tells him that she just loves the strong woman theme because her grandma fled Cuba and is a really strong woman. And uh, Colton is like, I know that you're mentally strong (laughs) because you are clearly not physically strong. (laughs) And uh, she's like, I'm here for the right reasons. And then they make out and she giggles and says, gracias, papi. I like Nicole. Yeah. (laughs) I like yeah, I would want to be called Poppy. <laughs> that could if happen. We could make that happen. Oh, okay, yeah, just guys. if you're cold. No, no, no. You could call me Poppy. <laughs> around, the, around the office. Yeah. <laughs> Monday is Poppy. <laughs> this is your new nickname. Yeah. It's set. I'm always trying to give myself new nicknames. <laughs> uh, so uh, Colton brings Anyeka some cake from the, the wedding cake poll, which I did not realize was a real cake. Um, yeah, he loves her contagious energy. It yeah. didn't really make sense. Also, they were, like, pulling it down a dirt path. Like, yeah. do you really want to eat something? It definitely was just a different cake. Definitely. Because that would be... <laughs> make a no sense. A second cake. There was a second cake involved. <laughs> Read about it on my blog. <laughs> Bachelor there's some, there's great stuff in there on chemtrails, too. Okay, so he ends up in, like, a sort of luxury a- apartment with Cassie. Up against like big open windows. Oh yeah, um, he's and very he's, like, into Cassie, even though we've seen very little of her. Mm-hmm. She's definitely gonna go far. Yeah. He really likes her. She's like making out with her up against a window. All I could think was, I really hope that glass is extremely strong because they're leaning a lot of weight on it. Um, 
he's like, she's cute. She's you're. Oh no, he says this to her. He's like, you're cute. You're quirky. You're awkward. What a neg. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I'm not that awkward. What the hell? <laughs> she was like, this is shaking my whole like self image. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's your first impression. She's also not that awkward. She's really together. No. And lovely. I mean, it's like, it's like the the cheerleader being like, I'm such a nerd. Totally. It's like I'm different from the really put together cheerleaders. Yeah, but you're not. I fall sometimes. <laughs> I'm so clumsy. Yeah. Um, and she's like, maybe it's just because I like you. And also, cute is kind of an egg. Yeah, he says. Well, he says she's cute and sexy, which means she has like, if you're just cute, then it's like saying you're not sexy. Mm-hmm. But if you're cute and also sexy, yeah, that's almost the ideal. Yeah. Although, <laughs> have you guys ever seen he's just not that into you? A long time uh, ago. Yeah, a long time ago. I, I for some reason, really like that movie. Um, I'm not proud. And uh, Scarlett Johansson's character has this game she keeps trying to play where she's like, you know, you have to pick two out of four traits to describe someone smart, funny, cute, and sexy. Like Bill Clinton would be smart and sexy or, you know, yeah. something like that. And then the guy that she's hooking up with is like, well, you're cute and sexy. And she's like, no, no one wants to be all one category. <laughs> and that was all I could think during that scene is that, like, she's all in one category for him. But um, I think that a lot of people actually would like to be all in one category. Um, okay, he's talking to Caitlin. Wow. Mm. Just a lot to get into here. So good. A lot and also very little because <laughs> yeah. we learn nothing about her. Yeah, I I can't I could not tell what was going on during this conversation. It was edited kind of oddly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it's one of those things where it kept cutting up what she was saying and showing us such boring things that you're like maybe she said more interesting things that they right. cut out. However, he did immediately send her home. So it, they can't have been cutting out anything that great. Um he sits her down and is like I want to sort of get you know get to know you more deeply. Um and she's like, "Well, I can't think I of anything I want to share about my life other than like today was great," which is not a thing to share about her life. Right. And, and I understand that maybe she might have felt pressured to, you know, come up with an intense sob story or mm-hmm. share some, you know, perform some trauma that she had experienced in her life. And maybe she was drawing a blank there, um, mm-hmm. which is a, a crappy pressure that this show puts, you know, its contestants, uh, puts on its contestants. Yeah. But we have definitely seen people come up with things other than tonight was great to say about themselves. He had a great bonding episode earlier that night or earlier that week with Katie just because they both like sushi. Like literally think of anything specific. Talk about Canada. She's Canadian. Yeah. What do you love about where you you know the country you grew up in? She can't offer him any details about anything. That's very. What do you do for work? Maybe talk about that. She, he she he asks her what she'd say about being ready like right now and this is why and she's like well I love going out with friends and just like having a ridiculous time and I'd be happy to open up to you about that <laughs> very um, weird okay very weird also when he's basically asking are you ready for marriage and your answer is I want a guy who will come out and party with me and my friends like maybe you're just not on the same page maybe which is fine she's like I'm not sure what to open up about other than the fact that my life has been like good. It's one of the best lines I've ever heard on The Bachelor. I mean, I'm glad she's had a good life. Like, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. And, like, there there definitely is pressure to 
come up with like a sad thing that happened to you and to parade it as evidence that you are worthy of love and that you've like earned it through your like feminine suffering or whatever or masculine suffering on on The Bachelorette. But there have been plenty of contestants. It's usually a pretty privileged group. There have been plenty of contestants who've never really had anything bad happen to them. But you can still say what you like doing with your family or – you know, what your hobbies are. Or you can turn, I mean, not like you should do this, but they turn almost anything into a tragedy. Like, <laughs> Right. I don't think she should do that, but like she totally could. Or just something that was like a meaningful turning point in your life. It could be right. like my 100-year-old grandpa died and it wouldn't really be, that, I mean, that's sad. But also. like everyone dies eventually. Yeah. yeah you can, I take a hard line on that. Did you have a pet that died? <laughs> Did know. she have a relationship that ended? Maybe yeah, she breakups. even maybe she even ended it herself, but it could have still taught her something. Like you need to show some amount of introspection and just be a good conversationalist. Like that would be the shortest date ever if yeah. you sat down and it's like, let's have a conversation. Be like, nothing to talk about. My life's been good. That's not how conversation works. No. No. It's hard it's to have not. them. It's it's hard to have them. It is. <laughs> Priscilla, you're great at conversation. Thank you. It's a struggle. <laughs> um, so he and he asks, like, trying to just pull some sort of details out of her, says, like, what is an intimate night like with your family? And she's just like, oh, I think intimate's the wrong word, which is <laughs> kind of true. Like, it, it was a sort of weird way to phrase it, although perfectly, like, perfectly valid use of the word intimate maybe has a, an odd connotation but like she doesn't she gets out of answering the question and like answer the question say something um so finally he's like i was looking forward to getting to know you but i don't feel the spark and so i'm gonna walk you out Damn. and she is shaken the rest of the girls are shaken everyone is shaken he is not kidding around anymore no he will make decisions <laughs> he will just send you home not at a rose ceremony watch out ladies just because you're incredibly boring <laughs> if you have literally no word to say about yourself <laughs> she shouldn't have to she's there for the right reason. her reasons. life is good and she goes out with friends Okay, yeah. what more do you need, Priscilla? Wait, what did she say? She was, he got rid of someone that was real, that was here. Just so like, <laughs> I am a person. I'm a person. <laughs> I exist. I was physically in his face. What more could you ask for, Colton? It was very Jeff Bezos sex, like a live girl. She's like, I'm alive and I'm here. <laughs> I deserve everything. She is very like, it's just so like, much of him to expect that he enjoy being around me like that's that's beyond like why should I have to fulfill that bizarre fantasy that he enjoy my company um, but as he's walking her out he tries to hold her hand and she says I don't think I want to hold your hand right now Colton and then he goes for her waist oh I didn't see that oh, I missed that it too. happens very quick they're just walking like right after they get up and I was like Colton if she doesn't want to hold your hand she definitely doesn't want you like slinging your arm around her lower waist (laughs) Um, but eventually she sort of like jogs up ahead of him a little and he doesn't really get to give her the formal goodbye that they often give when they walk people out Um, but she just has a lot of feelings about how maybe he'll regret it and he'll just be like that really boring uninteresting shallow girl is still out there. Maybe she's actually a better option than these people I like hanging out with. Could happen. You never know. Mm-hmm. He gives the rose to Nicole. 
even though she's not strong physically. Uh, <laughs> but she is emotionally strong. Uh, so the next morning, Chris comes in and says, I talked to Colton. Colton's made up his mind about what he wants to do. There will be no cocktail party tonight. <gasps> they have pulled this so many times. But there will be a pool party. Oh, oh. <laughs> get on get those bikinis, ladies. Get a mark. Get in the pool. <laughs> We're out here. There's just zero chance they would cancel a cocktail party week three and not replace it with a pool party. Um, he, like, barely knows them. Yeah. Uh, Chris is like, you're going to hang out all day. He's going to have his shirt off. <laughs> Woo! Chris. Woo! <laughs> Thirsty. Demi says that she likes it more than a cocktail party because she gets to be sexy Demi. I did not know there was another Demi. I feel like sexy Demi is the Demi we see every day in every context. And there is not yeah. an unsexy Demi. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see Unsexy Demi. I think it would give a little more depth to her character. Um, but they all get out in their bikinis. Colton pulls up in his vintage burnt orange Jeep. Um, and he takes his shirt off. Everyone's really into it. Demi spritzes oil on him. And then the rest of the day is about Hannah G versus Kalen. <laughs> Remember that back from the beginning? So fun. Um, Hannah B. wants to kind of relitigate what happened because she didn't get the result she wanted the first time. Uh, And Kaylin has kind of decided that it's time to really clearly make her case about Hannah B. So... Hannah is sitting with Heather and saying, you know, I don't want to think about Kaylin anymore. I want to have fun. Um, And then she sees Kaylin and Colton walk by hand in hand. And Heather says, well, my fear is that she's going to talk crap about you and he'll believe it. And Heather is – Hannah's immediately like, you're right. I got to get in there. (laughs) If she's going to talk crap about me, she better beware because there's a beautiful monster inside of me. There's a tank of rage. It's – and it's like fall." The beast is about to come out, and then she gives a ro- an extended scream roar. Haunting. Truly yeah. haunting. Heather's reactions to through this are just so much. She keeps being like, oh, my God, what? What do you mean? She's oh working God. behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I am getting on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and again, it's like, why – why would Kaylin talk crap about you? Oh, right, because you did it first. It's like this just happened out of nowhere. She's completely forgotten her role in starting this. Um, but Kaylin does indeed sit down with Colton and say that basically when she placed in Miss USA, it got in Hannah's head. She started to talk shit about her. She started to be manipulative and deceitful. She noticed in the house that Hannah is again spiraling emotionally whenever Kaylin is getting, you know, not untrue, mm-hmm. not untrue at all. She describes uh, Hannah as toxic. Um, Colton does not love hearing about this again. He says, you know, I had this one on one with Hannah and I really liked her and I didn't see that side of her. And so it concerns me. He's clearly questioning his judgment. Um and so he goes and gets Hannah, 
and says that uh, Kaylin called her character into question. Some alarming things were said, manipulative, toxic, and deceitful, are the words that he just can't unhear. Colton, you can't just repeat every word. <laughs> so rude. He is really handling this investigation about as poorly as I think he possibly could. <laughs> He's like, I want to make sure that they all know exactly how much they hate each other, and I'm going to gather no new information. <laughs> but are you toxic? It's like, please that's tell the me. the word on the street. Yeah, are you deceitful, yes or no? And are you lying? <laughs> but that's just what a deceitful person would say. <laughs> Such um, a pickle. And he's like, that's that's not something I'm looking for, which, listen, to each his own. Some people <laughs> are really looking for a toxic, deceitful person. <laughs> um, and she says, no, I'm not any of those things. It's just lies that aren't true. Why? why? Uh, you know, as opposed to the lies that are true. <laughs> right. Colton says, well, then why would she say that? Colton, you idiot. Obviously, everyone is highly motivated. To say that their enemy is a monster. Also, they these two women don't like each other. They don't like Maybe each other. Maybe they just don't like each other and their friendship didn't work out. And it has fucking nothing to do with your choice. And Hannah's clearly like, I came to you first and said that she was manipulative and deceitful. So I can't be manipulative. So why would I say that if it wasn't true? <laughs> <laughs> Works both ways, buddy. Um and she says, well, she's manipulative and fake. She can perform whatever she wants to be for whatever goal she has. And I believe if you picked Kaylin, you'd never see the full person. And it breaks her heart for him. She's just being so real about that. It really breaks wow. her heart. That line, like, it's it's just amazing. <laughs> it just, I'm just sad for you. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about you. It's about concern for you. I I it, I've never seen quite such a transparent instance of the I'm just trying to save the lead from heartbreak, but it's actually just competitiveness. <laughs> um, Colton uh, is completely losing his mind because he has two women telling him that the other person is manipulative and deceitful, but he has gathered no specific evidence that would help him discern which one is, if either, is telling the truth. I feel like he can't really like Hannah that much, given what their first date looked like from the outside. I feel like he didn't want to send home someone from his first one-on-one. Yeah. I also think the producers did not want him to send her home because of this exact reason. They needed this on yeah. film. Yes, they were like, keep yes. trying, keep giving her another yeah. chance. Yeah, but I don't think he's that into her, no. really. That's why I'm like, this is an especially bad move for her, because at a certain point, it is going to feel like an ultimatum, and he's going to choose Kaylin. Yeah. Yeah. Which, from a production standpoint, is just simply perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Good move. <sighs> yeah. I... I do feel like he still has the sunk cost sort of psychology towards Hannah where he's like, I picked her first. I felt good the first night. I need to keep giving this a chance even though he doesn't yeah, seem yeah. to be feeling it anymore. Um, so he goes into uh, a side room to vent to production about this. Uh, he doesn't know who to believe. Why? Maybe because he has, again, gathered no facts. <laughs> like, do I conclusion. believe that girl that the other girl's manipulative or the other girl that the other girl's manipulative? Who right. can say? Yeah, how it's could like, he not just, just ask, give me like, the truth? What did she do? What yeah, happened? Right. We're all what, dying to why know. Why do you think she's toxic? Yeah. Yeah. Can why you do name you think she's manipulative? What did she do to you? Mm. It's like getting two murder suspects on the stand and just being like, do you, like, did you do it? 
Did you? Are you a murderer? Why would you say that you did it if you did? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Chris Harrison comes in to help help Colton uh, sort through his feelings. Um, And uh, it doesn't actually seem to help at all because, again, no one has any facts. Um, But Colton is just like, I'm frustrated. I like both of them. And I still don't know what the truth is. And... I'm worried it will affect our relationships. And that appears to take up pretty much the entire pool party. He does get some time first with Hannah G, who didn't get a date that week, but she's clearly the front runner. Um, he's like, I'm just so confident in what we have that I didn't even need to see you this week. Um, and so they make out. Um, and she continues to be like, I think she's just gonna win like I think he's kind um, of I think she's top four for sure I don't know if she'll win but I, I think I feel she's like up there. I feel like she's the person that he's decided to pick maybe that'll change maybe as of now yeah mm-hmm. I feel like that that often carries through but but then wouldn't you want to invite them even on the group dates maybe. well every week some people don't get a date yeah I just yeah I guess she'll probably get a one-on-one next yeah. week. yeah she'll get a one-on-one soon um, and the the other women are all like a lot of them still have don't get any time with him at the pool party. Um, Onyeka had something planned for him that she never had a chance. She thinks he would have enjoyed it more than listening to two pageant girls talk through their drama. But he did choose to talk through the drama with the pageant girls. So I think on some level, Colton really wanted to do that. I think he he made those choices because he's actually super messy deep down. The best pool party ever (laughs) for him. Colton is just always involved in a lot of drama for someone who hates drama. It's true. Yeah. The whole Tia situation. He loves it. So uh, rose ceremony time. Uh, Hannah B is spiraling still. Um, She's like, I thought that he and I had the strongest connection. But then, like, for some reason... Kaylin just told him crazy lies about her. Where did that come from? Kaylin showed herself to be a snake for some reason, unprovoked, definitely. It's all a shock to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some real revisionist history happening here. Um, and the roses uh, go to Hannah G. So she does get a little extra validation with getting the, the first rose. Tasha, Katie, Cassie, Kerpa. Sydney, Demi, Tracy, Courtney, Heather, Onyeka, and finally, out of the roses called that night, Hannah B., which she takes as a stern rebuke. It kind of was. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> uh, and Elise, Nicole, and Kaylin already had roses, so they're all safe as well. Going home are Brie, Catherine, and Nina. Which is none of them had screen time at all this, this yeah. week, so... Yeah, uh, that's uh, Miss Australian fake accent and the the woman who brought her dog for Colton to take care of. And the of. woman who spoke, was it Ukrainian, Russian? Croatian, I think. Croatian, she Because she, she grew up in a, a – uh, she she was a refugee um, from the Oh, wow. See, that war, is yeah. how little she's been on screen the yeah. last two weeks because I completely forgot about that story. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. to keep reminding wow. myself. Um, I sort of thought it would eventually – uh, come up, but she didn't stay on long enough. Um, and he tells Catherine to give Lucy a big hug from him. He's come around on Lucy. Now Catherine that he never has seems to see her again. completely unfazed. She's yeah. like, "Yeah, uh, 
She I'm said, excited to see my dog. She said earlier to Caitlin when Caitlin was freaking out that, like, she wasn't stressing. It'll happen if it happens. What I'm taking from that is that neither Catherine nor yeah. Colton was feeling this at all. And really, Colton is not someone that I would expect, like, a Florida DJ to be, to into. be into. Like, it, they, they didn't seem to mesh to me. She promised so much more drama, though. I know. She was such a blip. That's that. That's happened a few times in the past where someone comes in really strong and messy night one, mm-hmm. and then just fizzles completely. Yeah, she's like, "This is exhausting. <laughs> just gonna eat charcuterie." Um, Hannah is still losing her mind. She is happy that she's still there. She doesn't feel very good because she got the rose last. She just wanted to look at him and be like, "Why did you just do that? I really like you, but thank you." I'm so glad for her she did not say that. <laughs> I feel like what she really needs to do is talk to Colton alone about how Kaylin is manipulative. Yeah, I think she should definitely Maybe do Maybe like that. a couple more times. Maybe just say, say throw out some more adjectives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and do not back them up with any specifics. Or just wait for him to start naming random bad traits and her just look knowingly. Like, mm, yes. Yes. You see, you see, we're on the same page with this Kaylin situation, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, she she doesn't think she would have gotten the rose last if people didn't talk about her the way they have. She didn't deserve being talked about like that. It's so unfair. So unfair. So unfair. Hannah so has... unfair that when you talk shit about someone to the person they're dating, that then it comes back to you. She has the, the, the memory span of a goldfish. Like, she instigated this, like, three days ago. <laughs> um... And uh, and that's that's it. Uh, next week they're going to Singapore. They're going to Singapore next week, which is pretty fun. That's yeah, a, that's, that's a, a good, good good week four location. Yeah. yeah, the Bachelor always gets the best locations. So yeah, Priscilla, final impressions of of the the ladies this week. Um. I think Hannah seems really sane and reasonable, and like she's going to go far. Thank Just you. kidding. She seems <laughs> totally bonkers. Um, who did I like? I I like. Um, I wish we saw more from Cassie and Kerpa. Mm. And um, I think we're going to see more from Cassie. Yeah, I think so too. Really into Elise, obviously. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. I can't yeah. wait to see this sweet little sexy golden retriever find his life partner. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a perfect note for us to end on because I think we all share that sentiment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us, Priscilla. Thank you for having me, <laughs> you old hags. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for Feminism Fails. And we talked uh, earlier in the episode about some of the more thorny, nuanced uh, issues that we had from that perspective with this episode. Um, But we don't want to rate all of those. So we're just going to do a couple of the fun Demi moments. Um, First of all, Demi age-shaming Tracy, again, uh, with reference to Cougar Club and how intimidated she must be by younger women. We're going to keep giving that fours until she stops. And then, of course, Demi blindfolded Colton and paddled him and groped him with a mannequin hand without his consent. We're going to give that one a five. Lack of consent is always a five. Always a five. (laughs) 
And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our wonderful guest, Priscilla Frank, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. You don't want to miss a moment of Colton season recaps. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back on Tuesday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.